available now. The first feature-length horror audio drama from JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions. The Camping Trip. This anthology delivers three tales of terror that are tied to a present-day deception. The Family on the Hill. The Hook-Handed Nightmare. And the incident at Bagnell. Two scout leaders tell stories to their three young charges of zombie attacks, summer camp assaults, and demonic sacrifices from the last century. Listen as a revenge plot decades in the making unfolds around them all in this fully produced audio experience. Go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the full album, which includes the first bonus episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz podcast, where the writer-directors at The Scooby Doom and at Fitzman73 break down the entire production, their research, and much more. For just $5, you get over three hours of content. From TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media. The Camping Trip. Own it now. Hello, I'm Bill Chunder Jr., and you're listening to the half-year celebration of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. With me today are some of the guests who've been on that show. To my right is... Uh, I Fitz. Okay, but to my immediate right is... Uh, I Fitz. Sitting next to me is... Dracula. <laughs> and next to you is... Oh my god, are we on TV? No, this is still a podcast. Oh my god, I love podcasts. Mm, say your name, dear. Your name, dear. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, I'm Brittany. And next to you is... I don't want to be here. Oh, ho, ho. that's little Joey. But our last guest... Doesn't need a pissant like you to introduce him. If they don't know me, they can burn in hell. I like him. Behave, Joey. I hate you, stupid old people. Okay, let's go down the line and hear from each of you what the Nerd Blitz means to you. Drac, you first. It gave me a chance to be heard. And these two recorded so late, I was able to do something other than bite and suck sexy ladies. <laughs> oh my god. And what does it mean to you, Brittany? It's so funny to me because they're so old. Like, old and grumpy. Oh 
my god, I laugh so much because they remind me of my dad. The younger one is such a dick, though. I love you, Fitz! Coming! That is creepy. And you? Uh, I fit. Joey! Nothing. I hate it. I hate everybody! And you, sir? What does the nerd blitz with human fits mean to me? Hmm. Should I tell you? Or should I show you? Do what must be done. It means... <gasps> this! I'm about to be molested. <laughs> Welcome to our fucking special six-month anniversary episode. I'm not one for, like, you know, month anniversaries and shit. I think it's horseshit. Mm-hmm. But I'm fucking shocked that we've done 13 episodes in a row. Yep, that's pretty good. Hopefully it's not unlucky 13. We'll find out in a few minutes, won't we? Yeah. And I should say, um, the thing I told you I want to talk about real quick, I'll talk about that real quick. I'm glad to say that at least this isn't our last planned episode, which there's a possibility it could have been at one point. As some of you may know, and bear with me because this is kind of fucked up, weird to talk about, but as some of you know, I recently had a um, bit of trouble. A lot of the people who listened to this came through in a big bad fucking way for me, and I just wanted to say, like, thanks a fucking lot, you know? And I mean, I know it's fucking... I started off all big and fucking energetic and shit, and it's like, woohoo, yeah, we're ready to go. And it's kind of weird to be like, hey, you know, shit got bad for a minute. But to all the fuckers who, you know, like, RT'd or told people or, most importantly, donated to the GoFundMe to help me and my family fucking stay in our house, thanks a lot. And to you, the second... I know you're going to want to edit this out, but don't fucking do it. You hear me? <laughs> okay. Like, the fucking second this dude heard that there was something wrong, he fucking jumped into action and was like, hey, what the fuck can we do? Let's figure this shit out. We've talked about it before. There is a certain perception about you that's completely and utterly fucking bullshit. And over the last six months to two years, in that period, I've really fucking learned that, yes, it is indeed bullshit. And people don't fucking realize how really cool you are. And again, I know you're you're probably embarrassed as fuck and you're going to want to edit this out, but don't goddamn do it, you hear me? There's people that think I'm not cool. Well, again, this is a topic for another time. (laughs) But there is a certain perception that you're, you know, I don't know, not cool. I don't, it's not not cool, but you know what I mean. 
that, okay. you know, like you're hanging out with all your Hollywood buddies and shit because, you know, Kevin Smith said your name on a podcast once fucking four years ago. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, there's a perception that like, you know, there's, it's a whole fucking thing. We'll get into it some other time. That's not the fucking point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is this fucking dude stepped in when he could have just fucking cut all ties and been like, figure it out, fuckhead. So, again, to everybody who fucking donated, everybody that fucking helped spread the word about that, everybody that donated, everybody that spread the word, and you, thank you seems like such a fucking small thing when it's something like this, which would have been, like, really fucked up. Yeah, would have been fucked up. But, seriously, thanks to everybody that played some part in me being able to continue doing this shit, because... I've said it many times, I'll say it many more times. This fucking shit right here means the world to me. Like, these fucking, yeah, I make stupid voices. I, hey there, how you doing? Mm, you got muscly arms. Them shorts is riding up. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> that, that shit's fucking the reason I'm here. It's the only thing that fucking fuels me still. So, to be able to keep doing it means fucking more than any of you will ever understand okay okay um so let's fucking pick shit up and get back into because we got a lot of fun shit it's not at all gonna be you know boohooey and all that we got a lot of fun shit so let's get to it all right all right play the fucking theme song doom's joke corner okay I, I will acknowledge up front that this is an old fucking joke. If you haven't heard this joke, you've been living under a goddamn rock. But that doesn't mean... Just because it's old doesn't mean it's awesome. It's not awesome, okay? <laughs> I hear you laughing already. Mm-hmm. Ugh. A man and his wife go to their honeymoon hotel for their 25th anniversary. As the couple reflected on the magical evening 25 years ago, the wife asked the husband... When you first saw my naked body in front of you, what was going through your mind? The husband replied, All I wanted to do was fuck your brains out and suck your titties dry. Then as the woman undressed, she asked, Oh my god, what are you thinking now? He replied, Well, it looks like I did a pretty good job. (laughs) 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 Uh, that joke's made even worse by those voices isn't it oh yeah (laughs) or better i brought something new to the table with that old fucking joke (laughs) that's a good one though (laughs) um so as i said we've got a fucking shit ton of stuff to get to um and let's just put it out on front street this episode is fucking heaven for me. Yep. Because it's all Scooby all fucking day. So yeah, we're reviewing issue three of Scooby Apocalypse, right? Right. Which just fucking... Ugh. Just to kick off, how do you feel about the issue? Um, I mean... <sighs> yeah, exactly. It's, again, it's a whole, it's a whole lot of nothing. There's a bit going on here, because I'll, I'll say, I really love the fucking story. I, I do. I think it's a great story. But the structure of it is fucking retarded. The time jumps and stuff? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not one of those people that says, you know, flashbacks are the tool of a weak writer. No, flashbacks can work. Yeah. But, like... These just made it first, confusing. Yeah. I, I mean, like... Kinda. The first page, or the first three, two, three pages here, set up something that doesn't get paid off almost until the end of the book. And it's not like, you know, you're sitting in anticipation wondering what the fuck happened. No. It's got you fucking pissed. Like, tell me what the fuck happened. As the issue starts, Fred's knocked out. I'm trying to figure out how far in exactly it is that we find out he was knocked out. It's over halfway, I think. Oh, where you get to see what happened, how he got hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like I said, Fred's knocked out at the beginning of the story, and it's over halfway through the fucking issue before they tell you why. Mm -hmm. I think it's just one page over, but still, it's like, Six pages too fucking many. And it's really not even, when you do find out, it's not even like, oh, wow, that was cool. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, of course, that's why he's knocked out. That's why the fucking structure of it's retarded, because if you just put that up front, I wouldn't be bitching. Right. It's like you're expecting there to be some kind of twist or some kind of cool revelation. If you read it in order, it's a really satisfying story because I've read it in order because I wanted to see if it sucked as bad as I thought it did the first time I read it. Oh, you actually it jumped, doesn't. You actually jumped around and, and read it sequentially? Yeah, I, I did the fucking choose-your-own-adventure style. Ah, I see. And it's a good story. It's just the fucking structure of it is retarded as all fuck. And then fucking... It starts out Fred's knocked out. They've gotten out of the complex. You see the... Mystery machines covered in, like, green gore. And Daphne sort of seems to be coming around. And it's like, okay, cool. And then immediately, fucking bipolar Daphne kicks in again. Oh, right. Where she's like, I'm sorry, everything's cool. And then the next minute, she's like, fuck you. And it's like, wait, what? Right, and then it, and then it's like, oh, I'm sorry, Scooby. I'm not trying to be mean to you. It's like, what the fuck is up with you? You need your well, fucking meds. Well, not just meds. that. She's she's talking to Velma, and she's like, fuck you, I'm sorry, fuck you. Then yeah. she goes in the back, and she's fucking, get the get out of my way, you flea-ridden freak, or whatever, the Scooby, and she's, oh, I'm sorry, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I'm not into her character at all. I, I think I said it before, I flat-out hate Daphne, and that's something <laughs> I never thought or wanted to ever fucking say, that I hate Daphne. They get out of the complex, Fred's knocked out, and they're all acting like something happened, but they don't tell you what. Turn the page and we go into our first flashback, which, oh my god. Yeah, they, it flashes back to the, the end of the last issue where um, they just found the mystery machine and they were in the garage in the facility. Then those those monsters appear and they're like, kill them all. And they all say their catchphrases. Shaggy oh, right. says mm-hmm. Zoinks, Daphne says Jeepers, Fred says we'd better split up, uh, Velma says Jinkies, and Scooby says, <laughs> The reason I said fuck is because the um, art exactly for the flashbacks is not Howard Porter. We've kind of ridden, well, one of us has kind of ridden Porter's balls a little bit because some of his shit is a little hokey. Right. But, fuck you, give me Porter. Because this artist, whose name is Dale Eagles, Eaglesham, Eaglesham, it it looks like just horrible fucking 
bad Archie fan art to me. <laughs> well, the problem I had with it, with this first page, with this first panel, was that fucking monster looks nothing like the monster. The we monster. Saw. The monster from the last issue. Yeah. Not not the color's not even the same. Yeah, I know. And like I said, the art's just terrible in these flashbacks. Would you agree? Yeah, it's not great. Is Porter better? Mm, uh, yeah, I would say so. The only thing I would say that this artist does slightly better is Daphne. Yeah, I was just going to say that. She looks pretty good. But like this Which, like this picture of Fred when uh, Shaggy's hitting that guy and hitting that monster in the mouth with a wrench. And he's yeah. drooling on him. Yeah. And Fred's got his tongue hanging out and shit and his eyes bugged out. That's yeah. fucking. That's awful, dude. It's just awful. <laughs> that that's that looks like fucking terrible Archie fan art to me. Like the panel just before that, when the thing's drooling on his head and he's looking up, that looks like Archie. Yeah. But that's not Archie. Yeah. Which we forgot to mention the um, cover. Which do you have the main cover? Yeah, I have the Jim Lee cover. Which, good God. I actually kind of like it. It reminds me of a G.I. Joe cover. I thought it was a train wreck. I mean, it doesn't look like a Scooby-Doo cover. <laughs> I mean, it literally looks like a G.I. Joe cover. Yeah. Which, if it said G.I. Joe, I think I might be a little more forgiving. But that's terrible for this book. Yeah, Scooby looks awful. That's probably my biggest problem with it. I can't see it right now, and I'm not going to Google it because fuck it. Yeah, I'm just now noticing how bad he looks. I, th- I think when we were like, you asked me, when does issue three come out? And I was like, I don't fucking know. And I did a little research and showed you that. And I was like, holy shit. And you were like, what? And I was like, look at Scooby. Mm-hmm. The cover I've got, again, it doesn't show jack shit of what's in the book. It, Velma's got the little drone or, as I like to call them, the little helicopter thingies. Yeah. That's still, that hasn't made an appearance in the book. Nope. They're in a graveyard, which, as far as I remember, they're not in a graveyard at all in this book. Oh, boy. But, yeah, um, so we continue. We flash back to them being attacked. They're fighting off the beast, and Daphne has another fucking meltdown, which, fuck that. Oh, yeah, she has a a meltdown because she fucking pops a cap in one of these things. Well, actually, a few dozen caps from this automatic rifle. And she starts going fucking batshit. Yeah, because they're people. Oh, these are people. No, they're fucking. They're fucking monsters that are gonna eat your face off. Yeah, and Shaggy's like, "Look, I'm a fucking Buddhist or something like that, but fuck him, let's go." Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And he grabs her and throws her into uh, the mystery machine. Which look at that last panel. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Oh, you mean the last panel of Shaggy's face, or the one where Daphne's fa- falling on top of Velma and her tits are in her face? Well. I was talking about the one with Shaggy because I was going to skip the tits in the face because there's something in that fucking thread in here in a little bit that, oh my fucking God, that pissed me off so goddamn bad. I know, you told me about it and I was like, oh really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, well see, I kept telling you, because we've had this issue for a couple weeks and it was like, dude, read this. And you're like, okay, I will. And it's like, well, let me know when you read it. And then I asked you a week or two later, it's like, did you read that yet? And you're like, oh, no, it slipped my line. I was like, dude, fucking read the <laughs> issues. There's something that we're a week or two later, and it's still pissing me off. Will you fucking read it already? And you're like, I'll read it tonight if I can. 
you hit me up and you're like, okay, I read it. And I was like, are you as pissed as I am? And you're like, by what? I didn't notice nothing. We'll get to it in a minute. But yeah, Shaggy throws Daphne into the mystery machine and her titties get all up in Velma's face, which, whatever. It's fucking weird. It's kind of weird, like, how many times, like, I'm just now realizing it, like, how many times Velma is in a pose where her legs are spread open? I Right. Like, weird, or the thing that you're going to say, or, like, this one that I just saw where Daphne's falling on top of Velma and her smashing her tits on her face. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is going on in these pictures? And, again, this is not Porter doing this shit. Right. You know? Yeah, that's true. But... The panel I was talking about is Shaggy there where he, you know, screaming for Scooby. Oh, yeah. He what does the fuck the, is going you? on there? His face is so goddamn long and weird. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a bad drawing of Jughead. <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of does. So we flash back to the present. <sighs> I guess we pop back to the present and we see Daphne, which, again, Porter's drawing of Daphne doesn't look all that great. Daphne was asleep or got knocked out or something. I don't fucking know. They don't really explain it, and I'm I don't really care to know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think she just passed out. I think she's too much of a puss. Her bipolar kicked in, and she didn't know what the fuck to do with herself. Mm-hmm. Which I want to make it clear: I'm not making fun of people with, you know, like bipolar or anything. It's just this is fucking stupid. One minute she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. They don't know what the fuck they want to do with her, so they're just making her seem fucking batshit. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make that clear. I I mean, it's like we say retard all the time, and I've heard from one person who's like, that's wrong. And it's like, fuck you. I'm related to retards, and I don't mean like family members that I wish I could ignore. Like literal retards. Yeah, so am I. So, if you got a problem with it, fucking blow me. I'm related to bipolar folks. I know quite a few bipolar folks. I'm not making fun of them. But, holy shit, this is insane. It's just crazy. She fucking wakes up and nobody's around. She goes out, sees Fred, and uh, launches herself at him, which the dude's got a head wound. What What does she do? She dives out of the mystery machine at him. Does that seem smart? I did think it was funny, though, like, like they're hugging and stuff, and then Fred's like, will you marry me? <laughs> yeah. And then it was even that's... funnier because apparently this is, like, the fucking thousandth time he's done that. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. It's like, it's it's not all bad because there is a funny moment here, which, yeah, I think she even calls him, like, a fucking a serial proposer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shaggy's like, again, you mean you've done this before? And she said, I lost count two years ago. And he says, well, you can't fault the guy for lack of persistence. And then we get a wide shot from behind, Nooch. And Nooch. Of them looking at a fucking town that's burning. Yeah, this is a pretty good panel, actually. It is. Except for the Route 666 sign on the ground. Yeah, I noticed that, too, and I kind of giggled, but... Did you spot the Easter egg in here? Um, no. Okay, look right next to the word balloon that says on the right, uh, the left side of the word oh, balloon. Oh, I see it, says, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it. Where, Tell where, them what it is. The mystery machine? Yeah, the OG the mystery real, machine. The real mystery machine? Yeah. Yeah. It's way down there in the background. Which I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, 
can't believe you saw that. Ross tipped me off to it. He told me to look for it. That's teeny tiny. Uh-huh. But I thought that was cool, but then it got me thinking, like, why is the real mystery machine there? Don't. Just you know? don't, don't question it. Don't. I know. Don't. But I'm looking for some logic. <laughs> it's because Dr. Manhattan anywho, put it there. Oh. Oh, wait. Which. Was I supposed to say that? <laughs> which, there isn't a smiley face in this. And, um, Ross at Spider Scooby on Twitter, he, um, said, uh, he asked Porter and Demetrius about it, or maybe it was Demetrius and Giffen, and they said, no, that's not the Watchmen button. Mm -hmm. In those first two issues, that's not it. And I said, bullshit, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you don't put a fucking smiley face button or sticker or anything in a DC DC comic book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then be like, oh, Watchmen, what's that? I don't know, it's not it. Yeah, that was I completely made that up. I just I just thought one belonged there. Yeah. But yeah, I've gone over this with a fine tooth comb trying to see if there is one and they were just fucking with us. But no, that as you said, that panel's pretty fucking cool. Where they're looking out over at the mm-hmm. the burning city. Yeah. Yeah, cuz um, this is this is kind of like where they're starting to realize like cuz up until now they've and they they kind of don't make that very clear. That's one of the problems of this book is for as much time as they spend rehashing and re-explaining the situation, yeah, um, they they never really made it all that clear that this whole time so far they just think that those monsters are in the facility, like that the like that the contagion or whatever hadn't yeah hadn't hadn't spread outside of the facility. So when they see this yeah. town on fire, they're kind of like, oh fuck. Which I mean, as Velma says to Daphne when they're talking about it. Well, we spread the contagion worldwide. So I guess they're just assuming that, you know, you realize that. Mm -hmm. Because as you said, they don't fucking make that clear that, oh yeah, this... Well, I mean, I guess that last panel of the first issue was supposed to telegraph that. Yeah, no, I I know that, but I mean the the gang themselves. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, Because, like, right here, she's like, how far is this spread? This This is happening everywhere? Yeah. It's like, well, no shit, she told you it was fucking spread world worldwide but i yeah. guess maybe they i guess maybe they didn't realize that the um, yeah i see what the, you mean now the the bad the bad effect of it you know i guess yeah. they were hoping that that had only or that they'd only been activated inside the complex yeah. inside the complex yeah i see what you mean now but yeah it, it they spend too much time fucking rehashing shit and not being like okay just so everybody here knows this shit is worldwide yeah so that, that kind of lost its impact i think here like this, this panel should have had more impact than it does. Yeah, and that last panel before we go into the second flashback of Velma holding her head, I thought that was a pretty good panel by Porter. Oh, the one you of know, her holding her he- holding her head. Yeah, because Velma actually looks distinct for once, and not like a toad or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's true. So Porter, it seems like is improving. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So we dive back into the flashback where. They're trying to get into the mystery machine and get locked down, and one of the creatures, which this creature now is fucking chalky white like Seamus from WWE, and he grabs Velma's leg, Scooby bites the thing's arm, and Velma's um, gets back into the mystery machine, and the one of the beasts opens the door. And the second panel on this page, where Fred's got a rifle and he's shooting at the door this fucking pissed me off like you would not goddamn believe 
Velma's diving into the back of the mystery machine, and what do we get? A full fucking ass shot where you can see the crack of her ass, the outline of the crack of her ass through her oh, panties. Oh, this one. I thought you were yeah. talking about I thought you were talking about the the page before right before Scooby's biting or right before she gets her leg grabbed. Where she's telling oh, Shaggy no, to no, drive, no. drive, where she's bent over and her ass is sticking up in the camera. Well, you know, see, I didn't notice that, but that one fucking infuriates me, too, because, yes, you can see your fucking ass crack there, too. That's that's the one I thought you meant. I didn't even see the one where you could see her underwear. No, no, no. She's wearing a fucking little skimpy fucking underwear. You can see the complete outline of her ass cheeks and the crack of her ass. Yeah. That's the one that fucking infuriated me, but now I see the one you're talking about, and that makes it even fucking worse. But yeah, Velma's diving into the back, Scooby's underneath her, Fred's leaning over on Shaggy with a gun, and her fucking ass is full on display. And yeah, that's a little fucked up. Am I just fucking crazy overreacting here? Or is that fucking insane, too? I mean, maybe a little, but that is kind of weird. That is a fucking weird choice. And again, I want to make it clear. This is not Howard Porter doing this. This is the Dale Eagles Sham or Eagles Ham or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, who is not on issue four, by the way. Thank fucking God. But that fucker needs, they need to keep him as far fucking away from this book as they can. Same with Jim Lee. I don't want either one of them touching any fucking part of this anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. After that happens, then that's where you get to see what happened to Fred why he's all fucked up at the beginning of the book. It's because he goes Finally. to shoot... Yeah, he goes to shoot this monster that's breaking into the back of the truck. And uh, click, yeah. click, his gun's out of bullets. Oops. So then this thing gets on top fucking... of him and, like, scrapes his face and... Velma... Gives him a widow scratchy poo. Yeah, Velma has to save him by smashing a fucking... Apparently 10-gauge steel uh, <laughs> first aid kit over the top of this monster's head and smashes his head in. And, you know, now that I'm really looking at it, look at that panel underneath that where you can see the full outline of Daphne's titty. Oh, that yeah. that fucking weird, too? I, I, I talked to Ross about this, and he goes, well, what do you expect from DC? That's what they do. They take any fucking character you like and over-sexualize them. And it's like, I guess they do. Yeah, I guess they kind of do. Now, anyway. Yeah. And look at Velma right there where she's got white eyes. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. What is up with that? That I noticed. I didn't notice Daphne's titty basically hanging out, but Velma's white eyes, there's no fucking indication at all that she has irises or pupils. That is I mean, weird. Before it was fine where you couldn't even see her eyes, but here, her right. eyelashes are clearly defined that she has eyeballs and shit. And then look at the next page where she's, you know, grabbing on Shaggy's shirt. Mm-hmm. Look at her there. She looks like fucking Roseanne Barr. She kind of does. <laughs> like a little dwarf I'm Roseanne. Like, yeah, I'm knocking it out of the park with my description tonight, huh? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> they get away from the monsters, or they're getting away from the monsters, and they're getting ready to drive. Well, and by the way, it takes uh, Shaggy like three fucking pages to um, start this thing up, start this yeah. truck up. Which, okay, maybe it's been sitting there a while or something. I don't know. Ugh. And again, let me tell you, it works better in sequence. It does. It really does. But yeah. fuck me. 
anyway, they finally do get the mystery scene started, and they barrel out of the facility and bust right through the... Well, before that, look at the last panel under Roseanne. Look at the last panel on that page. We're fucking Shaggy all of a sudden. He's a pirate. <laughs> Arr. Yeah, you're right. It does he's... look like he's going, Arr. He says, nope, but it's like, Arr. I want your booty that I saw five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they go blasting through the heavy fucking door, which she makes a point of saying that it's a heavily fortified door. Um, we're about to crash through it, and he's like, yep. And she goes, well, aren't you going to stop? And he's just like, Arr, no, I'm not going to be stopping. I'm going to drive through them. Arr, 16 men on a Daphne's chest. <laughs> um, but they blast through the fucking door, and then... Yeah, I guess that's supposed to show you how, how impervious the mystery machine is, because it just destroyed that fucking reinforced steel. I guess. I don't fucking know. I I really did start checking out during this dude's art. Like I said, it's better in sequence, but during this dude's art, I was just like, fuck this. Because I hate it. Yeah. Velma's telling him to break because there's a guard. There's a... Oh, a guard railer about to go over the cliff. Yeah, the cliff drops off not far outside the door, and then we get a panel of him stopping the fucking mystery machine, and somebody's yeah. bitching at him about it, and I'm just like, Everybody's oh, kind of losing their shit a little bit. Understandably. Understandably. Especially when you get to the next page where they're looking off over that cliff that they almost fell off of, down to where the Burning Man or the Blazing Man Festival was, and all those people who were down there. They are yeah. all now mutated monsters, and they're ripping the shit out of everything and each other. Which, that's still the flashback, but I want to just go back for a second here, because we've got um, Shaggy and Scooby have a nice little scene where um, um, Daphne, again, she's going fucking nutty, and Scooby comes up to Shaggy and, you know, says his name questioningly, and Shaggy tells him he's hanging in, and Asks him how he's doing. Scooby says he's hanging in there. And Shaggy brings up uh, Scooby kind of going ape shit. And tells him he didn't know he had it in it in him. And Scooby said the same. Shaggy again brings up like he was the shitty one of the... Uh, or not the shitty one, but he was the weak one of the group of dogs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scooby says, uh-oh. And that's when they look over the cliff and see the walking piles of shit or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, these fucking whacked out monster things. That one looks like a fucking dick. You know? Um, It looks like a giant muscly dick with fucking teeth. God, it's, well, yeah. It doesn't not look like <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, god damn, I hate this artist. <laughs> so... Back to the present day, they're looting a fucking mini-mart. Um, Daphne's bitching at Velma some more. Well, they're kind of having a little moment, or kind of, you know, kind of having it out a little bit. Yeah. Daphne's bitching at Velma, and Velma fucking sniffs back at her and tells her, It's not my plague! I don't know. It's just fucking... Ugh. It's disappointing. <laughs> After that art, that flashback art really brought it down for me, man. Yeah. Because if it would have been in sequence and Porter would have done it all, this would have been my favorite issue of the entire series so far. Oh, really? Really. Because hmm. it's not as much of a retread, but not much happens. Yeah, that's true. I guess they don't spend as much time, you know, re-explaining the nanites and all this bullshit. Yeah, it, 
it's not just, you know, okay, this time we'll have Shaggy say this, that fucking Fred said last time and Velma said in the first issue. Yeah. My problem was it was just, it took a long time to, to get not very far. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's a lot of wheel spinning. It's not fucking retread, but it's just wheel spinning. But, um, we see, we, after those two are outside bitching and Shaggy, Fred, and Scooby are inside and they have a pretty cool interaction. And as a whole, the Shaggy Scooby and the Shaggy Fred stuff, that's all great. Especially the shit that Porter draws. Yeah, I like how Fred was giving him shit because Shaggy's picking out all this junk food and crap to load up. Yeah. And he's like, can't we get some like actual food? Yeah, and he tells him, we're going to need a stomach pump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see, what else, what else, what else? Oh, that's where he, he talks about being a serial proposer. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find. He's like, so so what's the skinny on you and Daphne? I mean, aside from the fact that you're a serial proposer, and Fred says, not funny, dude. Well, actually it is. <laughs> actually it is. And it explains their relationship a bit more, which this is a funny thing. Again, uh, Ross told me at Scooby, or at Spider Scooby, he told me after the first issue, after that fucking punch from Daphne to Fred, yeah, a bunch of people were asking uh, Demetrius, like, what the fuck is up with this shit, dude? And he was like, well, just settle down. There's, there's more to it than that. I guess this is what he was talking about, but that still doesn't excuse her fucking cold cocking the dude to me. Oh, that, oh, that he's like a serial proposer and basically a fucking harasser? Well, that and... Like, they explain the relationship. He says he met her the first semester of freshman year, took one look at those pretty eyes, and that was pretty much it. They were both film majors, and he had big plans. He wanted to be the Spielberg of his generation, but Daph was all about exposing corruption and shit like that. She wanted Mm -hmm. to change the world. So I guess that's what he means. Like, don't worry about it. They've got a lot of history. But that's no fucking excuse. Yeah, that doesn't explain why she just straight up punched him in the face. Yeah. So what, she's like a fucking spousal abuser? Yeah, like, he's a fucking harasser, always, you know, groping her ass and shit, as we saw as they were walking around, Blazing Man, and a serial proposer and whatnot, and she's like, okay, I'll put up with it as long as I get to fucking beat the shit out of you. (laughs) That's weird. It's beyond fucking weird. It, yeah, it still seems it like they no just don't sense. they just don't know what to do with this book. Yeah, or again, specifically anything to do with Daphne, they're not sure what to do. It seems like they've got Velma nailed down. They've they've definitely got Shaggy and Scooby perfect. Mm-hmm. Fred, they sort of know what they want to do with him. He's like you know chasing after Daphne, but Daphne, they're not sure. But um, the last page is a creepy looking fucking vampire he looks like johnny depp in dark shadows creeping out of the storeroom which i mean it is a good cliffhanger because it's like oh shit what's gonna happen but yeah but at the same time it's like who cares (laughs) i know that's the big thing because i mean it's it's an awfully big panel to have on just a no-name vampire like i I kept looking at it thinking am i supposed to know who this is is this like yeah me too is this like a um I guess they got in close like that because they want you to see all the gore and the blood hanging off his mouth and shit. Yeah. So you'll be like, oh shit, they're in trouble. But yeah. I'm, like you said, I'm staring at it like, 
I don't know who this is. Am I supposed to know who this is? Should I reread the first two issues and see if I know who this is? Yeah, like I'm like like was was this like a character from earlier in the series? Was this did they go to this gas station once already? And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So overall, it's like so that happened. That's pretty much what I felt when after I read that. I was like, okay, well, I basically forgot everything that just happened. I mean, I yeah, exactly because as we just heard, we spent forty. Well, probably 30 minutes talking about it, and it's like, um, well, hang on, I'm trying to remember. Hold on, hold on. It's fucking weird, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, yeah, that's issue three of Scooby Apocalypse. There was a great potential there. It had the potential to be the best issue of the series, but they just kind of fucking meandered about and spun their wheels. And I st- I'm still interested, I really am, but it's just like... Fucking do something or... Yeah. And we're going to stick with it. it. We decided we're going to stick with it at least through um, issue six because that'll be probably the end of the first arc, if you will, because that's that's how many issues will be in the trade paperback when it comes out. Yeah. So probably if some shit's going to happen, it's going to happen before six and then kind of wind down before it leads into another story arc. I'm just hoping to cry something happens. I mean, something's got to happen. They can't just keep going like this for fucking ever, can they? <laughs> you would be surprised. Because as far as I'm considered, or as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they've really built the world all that well. No, I mean, they, they, haven't, they haven't built the world at all. That's what I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. It's It's just so fucking strange. Yeah. They've put all their time into making Daphne crazy. They've... Spent three issues proving that, yes, they've got Shaggy and Scooby 100% dead on. Velma, she's aloof, but she might be able to change. Fred, he's got something going on. Who the fuck knows what? He's chasing after Daphne, I guess, is what we learned in this issue, but... I don't know, it's just fucking... It's too much wheel spinning in this one. Which, you said, we're, yeah, we're gonna stick with it probably for the first six issue. I'll admit... What did I tell you? If you want to fucking stop, we can pull the plug on this now. Yeah. Because it's it's just like I said back when we talked about it before, I would love to read two or three issues of it. We've read two or three issues of it. I mean, yeah. I'm still interested. I want to see where it goes, but at this point, we could drop it, but we've decided that we're going to stick with it for the first six, but Yeah. Fuck. I mean, three three issues is a little bit quick to drop out. Especially since we spent so much time building it up. It is, but, I mean, fucking do something already, would you? Well, I know. I know. I hear you. With as much fucking steam as they put behind it, and we've found out that all that steam they put behind it was bullshit. Basically, nothing they said when they were promoting it was true. So, they just wasted their time there. So far, they're just spinning their wheels here. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I want to read more, but... I want something to fucking happen. I don't want to just be reading to be reading, you know? Yeah. So, anywho, we've spent fucking, what, 13 episodes now? Or, well, we didn't talk about it in the first episode. We've spent 12 episodes now bitching about, why don't they do this? Why can't they do this? Why didn't they do this? They should have done this. I think time to put our fucking balls on the table, you know? Yeah. So we're going to do our pitches now. Yeah, I guess, because what else do we fucking say about the issue? There's not much there to fucking talk about. No, not really. 
So yeah, we're gonna put our balls on the table as we teased last episode, and we're gonna fucking put our money where our mouth is and see if our our ideas are any good. So why don't you fucking hit them with your ideas first? Okay, well, I didn't spend nearly as much time as I know you did. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll tell you, I've got I've got uh, a page and a half, slightly over a page and a half. Yeah, so mine is gonna be like a lot more like high level. I mean, basically, I'm just, um, I was just thinking about how, how I would approach the apocalypse angle of it. Okay. And, and instead of, instead of this nanite bullshit, I, I would make it, um, something magical, some kind of a mystical thing. The way I thought it would work best is, um, maybe, you know, it starts out with, uh, with the gang and the, the gang would be basically, you know, basically the same as they've always been the characters, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe, you know, late teens, maybe college age. And it would be, I would keep it sort of in universe with, or in continuity with uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Maybe set a few years ahead of that. Yeah. So, you know, you have all the history of, yeah. of, of all the stuff that went on there. And, um, so the, so the series would kind of open with, you know, they've got Mystery Incorporated or whatever, and, um, like, maybe they're accompanying a, 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 an archaeologist or something on a on a dig, and they unearth some artifact. You know, it's supposed to open up a gateway to another dimension, like a, a demon dimension, like a hellmouth kind yeah. of. course, And, of course, nobody believes it, even the, even the gang, and they're just like Velma's always proven how monsters aren't real and shit. So anyway, they somehow, Scooby and Shaggy somehow inadvertently activate this thing and it opens a hell mouth. And that's where the apocalypse comes in. Okay. So so now you've got all these monsters and demons and shit um, flooding into our reality. Yeah. That's where it would start. Do you have any more details besides that? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure where it would go exactly after that. Obviously, they would be, you know, they'd, they'd feel rightfully so responsible for doing this so yeah so a lot of what they would do is a lot of what would come next is you know them trying to fix what they did yeah so it's kind of got a 13 ghost of scooby-doo vibe where like shaggy and scooby unleash all these demons from a chest and they've got to kind of collect them all back oh is that what that one was about fuck (laughs) (laughs) well god damn it i mean Yours seems like more a bigger scale, and you've got the entire gang there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I would wasn't be... saying like, "Oh, you're just gonna rip that off." What I'm saying is like, they fucking open up a chest of thirteen demons in that show, mm-hmm. and then Vincent Van Gogh, played by Vincent Price, who forevermore from that point on, I will call Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> um, he entrusts them with since they fucked it up, uh, Scooby, Shaggy. Scrappy, Daphne, and Flim Flam, a new character, they've got to capture all 13 of these demons and put them back in the chest. Okay. Yours sounds like a bigger scale of that, where, like, Shaggy and Scooby accidentally fuck up the world, the gang feels guilty, and they... Yeah, and it wouldn't happen necessarily all at once. Yeah. It would be, you know, like, kind of gradual, like these... And they would be different, like, different demons would take over different parts of the world, and... So it would be like, you know, a different adventure or a different, a different boss, a different boss fight yeah, yeah, every yeah. time. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, so I'm thinking, I was thinking kind of like, um, kind of like the stand where, um, the main bad guy, like he takes over Las Vegas. So he's like running Las Vegas and all of his cronies okay. and shit live in Las, you know, so I'm like, so a demon would take over that. So they'd have to go to Las Vegas and fucking fight this demon. And well, you know, I was going to say, I haven't, I haven't read the stand. So let me put it into a context. We both might understand sort of like Batman, no man's land. Okay. Where the villains have sort of they've set up shop in their the own city. yeah mm-hmm. right yeah exactly like Two Face is in charge of the courthouse in that area of town, Joker's got another part shit like that so like that yeah and so like maybe maybe one of these demons what they do is they turn humans into slaves they turn them into like little fucking mini demons and, and okay. turn them into slaves and maybe this other one he just fucking kills all the humans eats them or I don't know what yeah. It, it could it could like fucking fuel him and give him power and shit. Yeah, yeah, but basically, yeah, it's like that. They would they would have the world would be sectioned up into all these greater demons rule, and there would be lots of yeah. monsters and shit just roaming freely around in those in those lands. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. So and they would they would be almost like a mm, I don't know, kind of like a Mad Max where they're like driving around. You yeah. know, trying to find kind of like um, I mean, almost like a Walking Dead. Yeah, they're Mad Max preacher trying to survive. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, but it would be mo- it would be more more like the the original show though. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be all yeah. super like super gritty and yeah yeah yeah. You know, like this one is. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'd be down for that. Yeah, so that's about all uh, I had. I mean, flesh it out a bit more, but I. I like the pitch. Now you're all going to laugh at how fucking seriously and nerdy I took this because there's a lot of references in here that ain't nobody but me and Ross are going to understand. <laughs> you no, know, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Um, I, I like it. That's why I, that's so, why I almost that's why I almost didn't even try because I'm like, well, yours is going to be fucking like a thousand times better than mine. Mine, mine is a slow burn. We build the world up. Because I've got a pitch, and then I've got the first two issues, and then last night I found, I told you I wanted to write a third issue. I wrote mm-hmm. a pitch for the third issue, too, last night while I was, like, super fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell it to you anyway, but that's not the third issue I had originally planned. Okay. But I just want to make that clear. I had a different third issue planned. But the setup for it, because, again, I've got a setup and three issues. The setup for it is... The gang we know and love are slightly older, still together, and now own the most well-known P.I. slash detective agency on the Gulf Coast. Ooh, Gulf Coast. Yes. Though based near Houston in Crystal Cove, they travel the country just like they did in their youth, and now the globe, solving mysteries, righting wrongs, and helping people whose problems are either too small for the police or big enough to want to avoid scandal. Due to their successful weekly paranormal crime paranormal slash crime radio show where they talk about past and present cases it's satellite radio gotcha um in both their hometown near davenport iowa of coolsville so see i worked both of the hometowns in oh nice and their adoptive home crystal cove they are looked on as celebrities real monsters do exist but they are few and far between for now the old standard of a wackadoo and a mask is still a good portion of their business. So just to make all that clear, 
they were they're all from Crystal or they're all from Coolsville, Iowa, Iowa. And I picked Iowa and Houston as, you know, where they're from cuz they're both geographically, they're both dead center of the country basically. Mm-hmm. But they're from Coolsville, Iowa. They live in Crystal Cove, Texas. Or that's their base where mm-hmm. the Mystery Inc headquarters is. Right. And uh, they travel the globe, they travel the country, they've got a, a satellite radio show where they talk about old cases, paranormal shit, and then real monsters are, there are real monsters. So, just so everybody's caught up and clear. Mm-hmm. So my pitch for issue one was, we see the gang, again, I'm building a world and it's going to be a slow burn to the apocalypse. Like the first five to ten pages, because I'm picturing it it would be exactly like this scooby apocalypse where it's a 30 page 30 pages of story uh well like 10 to 15 pages of it would be the gang solving a mystery just like we've always seen we always love uh the continuity for my world is pup where are you mystery inc what's new um the first four direct-to-video movies so in there you've got fucking masked monsters real monsters all of it aliens all of it Okay. That's my continuity. Um, anywho, the gang solve a mystery just like we've always watched them do and unmask a witch doctor down in New Orleans. I picked New Orleans because it's a fucking... Every which way you look in New Orleans, you know, there's an awesome fucking sight to see. Mystery solved, they head home in the new mystery machine, a transport van slash RV with a mobile recording studio, computer lab, and living quarters. Same great paint job. Cool. As they near home the night before Halloween, over the radio, there's a news report of some sort of chemical explosion from the South Nevada desert. The gang shuts the radio off and head into their HQ as issue one ends. Do you want to pick that apart for a minute? No, I don't think I can pick it apart. <laughs> sounds pretty <laughs> fucking good, actually. <laughs> do, you, do you see where I'm going? You mean about with the explosion? Like, is that what's going to cause the apocalypse? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's like where it's located. Yeah. Is it uh, some kind of uh, military test, nuclear test? It's Area 51. Okay, yeah. So the next morning, the gang's preparing for Halloween, buzzing around, decorating, and getting last-minute candies and such. We see a lot of the gang's headquarters, which looks a lot like the headquarters from Scooby-Doo 2 Mystery Incorporated. It's built on a concrete storm shelter... Basically a bomb shelter, but they don't call it that. It's a storm shelter is what they call it. Okay. They use That they use for storage. Early in the morning, while they're buzzing around... So, the way I picture it is, like, we see, you know, scenes of them doing shit. Mm-hmm. And there's a TV news report playing in the background. So, again, I want to build the world, show the world, show their headquarters, show how they interact with each other. But while all this is happening... You know, there's panels of them smiling and having fun. While this is happening, there's a TV news report that breaks and tells of a cloud of green smoke coming from South Nevada. They don't really pay attention to it all that hardcore, but they hear it. Mm -hmm. As the day goes on, Velma's fielding calls about new cases. They prep to record this week's show, and they're straightening up uh, headquarters for the evening's festivities uh, that night, after a couple hours of dealing with trick or treaters, 
There's another breaking news report on TV. The reporter tells of the cloud moving toward Crystal Cove, Texas, and advises everyone to get underground. As the gang goes underground, we see some of the trick-and-treaters from earlier running through the streets, transforming into the monsters they were dressed as. Okay. Basically what I said right. in well, we my build-up. Because mm-hmm. I told you, I'm going to incorporate the things I said before because I thought they were good ideas, clearly, or else I wouldn't have fucking said them. Yeah, well, we and were just speculating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I basically see, like, the last two pages of issue two being, like, that last page of issue one of Apocalypse, where, you know, you just see hell on Earth and shit going crazy. Okay. Now, this is the part, this is my issue three pitch, which, again, I wrote tired as fuck last night. I didn't even remember it until I woke up this morning. But it is pretty funny, because here's quite a few references in here that, like, only me and Ross will get. So let's get into that. Okay. Um... They're down in their bunker, and we see an on... Again, I'm not as familiar with this because I was tired, so I'm going to stumble a bit. We see an on-scene reporter in a gas mask out in town showing off the mayhem. Back at Mystery Inc. HQ, the gang watches in horror as their town is overrun and destroyed. Velma contacts some of her old scientist colleagues, Gibby Norton and Wyatt Priestley, who tell her... They aren't aware of any known chemical or compound that could cause such a metamorphosis. And I'm surprised I used a word like metamorphosis that tired. Yeah, really. <laughs> Though they'll keep looking. Daphne mentions the earlier news reports of smoke and explosions from Nevada, which the gang decides they should set out and investigate. Which, here's the gut punch of the issue. When Shaggy gets a call from his parents back in Coolsville, his sister Shuggy is missing for two days now. Mm. And that was all I wrote for issue three. Mm. I would say that's probably the weakest of them. <laughs> Not necessarily. That was just like the setup for it, though. I mean, that was that would have been like the first few pages. But yeah, I like, guess. But like, what would does that mean? They would uh, the gang would have to go back to Coolsville and look for Shaggy's sister. That I'm. I guess that's where I was headed. See, like I said, that's that's not at all what I had planned. Hmm. What I had planned is that they would make their way to Nevada towards Area Fifty One, mm-hmm. and along the along the way, they would solve a case or two. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like completely over the entire world. It's just parts of the world. Like not the entire U.S. is affected. It's just basically like like the lower half. I would say. You know, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, the bottom part of Illinois, Kentucky, and Virginia, and down is what gets affected. Not every place is like, you know, the entire state is fucked, you know? Right, yeah. Because there's been, there's been multiple explosions, you know, depends on which way the wind blows. And I, I'm aiming it all towards the south because I think there's more interesting type of architecture and shit that way i mean of course if it hit new york then shit would be going down but Mm -hmm. that seemed a little too cliche to me yeah you could get you could get there eventually yeah because like say the cloud doesn't dissipate and it just starts circling the globe eventually and they find out eventually that it's done that i guess what my plan is was that they would go from uh crystal cove in texas up to coolsville in iowa I did eventually want to get to Iowa and see, you know, where they grew up. Mm-hmm. But I, my original plan wasn't to do it in issue three. Because, see, I wrote these first two issues and the initial pitch idea like four weeks ago before all that shit happened. And then, you know, everything that happened with us happened. And mm-hmm. I just was frazzled and 
Sure. I forgot about this. So I don't even really remember what my original pitch was, but for issue three. But I know I'm damn skippy that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm impressed with myself that I mentioned Shaggy Sister Shogi, Gibby Norton and Wyatt Priestley, and used the word metamorphosis as fucking tired yeah. as I was last yeah, night. Yeah, I know who I know who Gibby is. From what series? From what's new Scooby Doo. Yes. And yep. Wyatt Wyatt Priestley, I think that was his name. Wyatt Priestley is from Mystery Incorporated. Okay. Gibby is Gibby is um Eddie Deason, isn't it? Oh fuck, I don't even remember at this point. Gibby's not the little kid, right? Gibby's the Gibby's their age. Yeah, Gibby Gibby had the glasses and yeah. the episode I remember him the most from was that episode with the worm where they were doing the road race. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it yeah, it's Eddie Deason. Okay. That's, like I said, I don't remember. I've been removed from that show for too long. I need to go back and rewatch some of it. Yeah. It was a good series. But yeah. What do you think of my pitch in the three issues? I think they sound pretty good. I mean, I, I like <laughs> I like your pitch better than this Scooby Apocalypse. <laughs> like I said, I I mean, we talked. I think we talked about it last night or the, earlier today on Twitter and mm-hmm. DMs. It's like maybe it might be a little fun project for us to fucking follow through on this and like write a few more issues or issue pitches, you know, mm-hmm. and just see where it goes. Yeah. I'm not saying we got to write like full fledged issues and perform them or anything, but yeah, you know, flesh out the pitch and flesh out our pitches or sounds like you really like mine. And obviously I like mine if I put that much effort into it. Yeah. Yours were good. We could just fucking focus on my pitch and flesh it out some more and, you know, get it up to 10 issues or five issues or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But I thought that would be kind of fun. Okay, cool. So who knows? You might not have heard the end of my Scooby apocalypse. And yeah, what do you know? Ours was better than, uh, yours was better than the, the actual DC book. <laughs> well, thank you. Shocking, he says well, with sarcasm. It, it seems like of the two, at least some of us have actually seen Scooby-Doo before. Did I say that out loud? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> so there's, there's that. Um... Let's check the time. Do you want to do fuck this shit and get out, or do you want to listen to me do another review? Um, I don't know. How long do you think your review is going to be? Um, 20 minutes to a half hour. It shouldn't take too long. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, I mentioned a uh, road race in relation to what's new Scooby-Doo. Well, recently, I my cousin who helped us out, with the other half of what we needed that, you know, for the house and shit, he gave us a couple, a few Target gift cards. He gave us, what was it, two 15s and a 20, I think is what it was. I don't fucking remember. It's not important. Anyway, and I got, uh, I was able to get the new Scooby-Doo WWE movie, Curse of the Speed Demon, which I've talked about a couple times before because I thought it, you know, sounded really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And... The verdict is? First and foremost, before I say whether I liked it or not, <laughs> I've got to say this. It was the weird, it's probably the weirdest fucking movie I have ever watched in my life. The weirdest fucking anything I've ever watched in my life. Really? Because you've got a Scooby-Doo movie, first and foremost, obviously. And then it's a WWE movie. And it's like, okay, they've done that before. But it's not like, okay, and now, you know, we're at WrestleMania and we're watching wrestling. No. It's Scooby-Doo and WWE, and they're having a fucking road race, an off-road race. Sort of like we've talked about before, Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. Yeah, that's what it it made me think of, yeah. 
Yeah, it's those three things in a fucking blender. And it's just fucking weird. Because you've got you've got people like fucking Dusty Rhodes in it. You've got Undertaker in it. You've got... Was it really Dusty um, Rhodes? Did he do it before he oh, died? Yes, he did. And oh, okay. one of the things I love about this movie, whether you know it was good, bad, indifferent, they actually did dedicate the movie to him. And I thought that was a fucking pure class move. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool because that was, I mean, he died a while ago. Uh, Yeah, it was over a year ago now. And the movie just came out. But like, it was over, it was two, over a year ago? ago? Yeah, I think it was in June or July of last year. Of last year? year? Damn. Yeah. But yeah, real class fucking move. They actually dedicated the movie to him. Oh, that's cool. But like I said, you've got Dusty Rhodes, you've got Undertaker, you've got fucking Dusty Rhodes' kid, Gold Dust, you know, the Prince of Perversion. Mm-hmm. He's in a fucking Scooby-Doo movie. That's weird. Who the fucking thunk it? Let me ask you this. Did you ever think you would hear a Motorhead song in a Scooby-Doo movie? No. Guess what? There's a fucking Motorhead song in a Scooby-Doo movie. Really? Yes, because Motorhead did Triple H's theme song, his entrance oh, music and shit. okay. And they fuck. I I heard them play fucking time to play the game. And it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Motorhead's in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> in the credits, they say it's King of Kings when it's actually the game, I think. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Motorhead's in fucking Scooby-Doo. So I'll... Cut to the, the suspense. This movie is fucking awesome, dude. Undertaker fucking gives the last ride. He gives a tombstone. I've made it clear how much of an Undertaker fan I am. This is fucking brilliant. Hearing <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby say Undertaker, seeing him dressed as Undertaker, there's fans in the crowd of the off-road race. There's a section of kids who are all dressed like Undertaker, and you see every fucking era of Undertaker. Yeah. They've got the American Badass. They've got the two OG versions, like when he started with the purple tie and then the gray tie. They've got the fucking coat and hat version. They've got the hooded version. It's fucking amazing. Wow. Um. Oh, something we've talked about on here. It was a great comedy bit for us. My, my coochie? Yes, my coochie. How was my coochie? I still do not like her. I'm just not a fan. There's <laughs> nothing she can ever say or do that will make me a fan of her hers but i can be honest she's not a bad fucking velma Hmm. on the blu-ray there's a episode of the new series be cool Mm -hmm. before i watched the movie i watched that and she does a great fucking job she really does i just don't like her but my dislike for her doesn't make me hate that show or that or the movie honestly i can't wait to see more of that show because it was that damn good really yeah, it was funny, it was classic Scooby-Doo. Cool. So, I can't wait to get like 15 bucks and go to Walmart and get the first 13 episodes of it. It was that goddamn good, man. But I will say this about it. They use the same designs for this movie that they've used for the gang for like 6 to 10 movies now. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just stroked my coochie hard. I... I really liked her as Velma. I don't like her personally, but she's a great Velma. Her voice does not sound right coming out of the model that Mindy has used for years. Oh, yeah. It's just off. For Be Cool, she's great. But out of Mindy's Velma design, I don't like it. Hmm. It just, it feels wrong. But yeah, again, I've got to go back to it. Undertaker, he says fucking Shaggy and Scooby. 
at one point. And it's like, oh my god. Shaggy and Scooby say, Undertaker, Phenom, Dead Man. And it's like, holy shit. I kept losing my fucking shit over that. There's a storyline where um, Velma, or where Daphne and Stephanie McMahon are kind of buddy-buddying together and Velma's kind of getting jealous. Mm-hmm. That, it was kind of useless because, I mean, they have a scene where they kind of reaffirm their friendship and shit, and it's kind of sweet, but it's forced because it's, it just does nothing. Yeah, it wasn't necessary They could have cut that with. out. But I guess it was a way to, you know, show Stephanie more. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you cut those scenes out and take that away, Stephanie's not in it much, although she is important to the plot because the whole idea of the off-road race is hers. She, she came up with the idea. Oh, of course she would. But, I mean... If you take out that plot line, it's just like, it's Vince saying, here's my daughter, Stephanie. She came up with the idea. And she's like, yes, I did. And I'm going to race. And that's it. So I guess it's in there to give Stephanie more to do than just, you know, be Triple H's arm candy. Yeah. The animation. The last, other than the last WWE movie, the last Scooby-Doo movie I was able to get was Music of the Vampire. That was the musical one. Uh Uh-huh. Did you say you hated that one? Yeah, I. It's just like I said, I don't like musicals because, you know, all of a sudden it's like, so how are you doing today? I'm doing great! And it's like, <laughs> just say you're doing great. Don't fucking sing at me, asshole. That's why I didn't like that movie. But the yeah. animation on that one was beautiful. It's just stunning and lush. Like, there's this scene where they're riding in the mystery machine, and some of them pop their heads out of the sunroof, which I guess the mystery machine has a sunroof now. And their hair's blowing in the wind, and they're singing and shit, and they're waving their arms, and if you mute it, it's a fucking stunning to watch. But if you got the sound on, it's just like, why are they singing? Just fucking go on. But the animation on that was beautiful. Here, it kind of feels stagnated. It's not as lush. It's not as eye-catching. Yeah, it looked it looked kind of like CG almost. Well, not CG, but, um, well, yeah, kind of. Like, like computer-assembled. Well, yeah, and... Like, they, that might be what the problem is. Or digital. Maybe it's digital I'm thinking of. Maybe that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, but that might be what the problem is because it does look computer built at times because you've got so many layers. Mm, right, yeah. And it's distracting. And, like, there's scenes where uh, Michael Cole's doing the announcing, the commentating for the thing, for the race, and mm-hmm. they'll cut to him. And you've just got these blank fucking people in the crowd who barely blink, and they don't move. So it's off, kind of. Right. That's what I thought when I watched the trailer. I was like, yeah, look, everything looks a little off. Yeah. I've said before in reviews that I've written for Ross for his site, ScoobyFan.net, that like, um, I don't like the blend of CG vehicles and then our 3D CG vehicles and 2D oh, character yeah. models. Yeah, I don't like that either. It looks fucking weird, doesn't it? Yeah. There was an old flavor of Voltron. I think it was Voltron, the 3D Adventures or some bullshit. It was like the okay. first reboot they did after the original Voltron. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was like, it was like cell animation until they got into the lions and the robots. And then yeah. it all fucking turned into like really shitty, like Transformers, well, ni- uh, Beast the Wars 90s type. The Spider-Man show was like that too. Was it? Yeah. Like when he would swing through the city, I think it would be CG. And it just oh yeah. Off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it looks fucking awful. Yeah, that was fucking weird looking, too. Yeah. But I don't know if you ever saw the Cicada episode. I think it was When the Cicada Calls of Mystery Incorporated. Mm, 
I'm not sure. The cicada monster in that was CG. Everything else was, you know, 2D animation. That mm-hmm. was fucking weird. I'll bet, It's yeah. a pretty decent episode, and I don't think they could have done it hand-drawn anyway because it was like a swarm of cicadas. Oh, but right. But it just looks so fucking off, man. Oh, and the Vince, Triple H, and Miz models were a bit off compared to how they looked in the last WWE movie, too. Hmm. That's weird. Wouldn't they just use the same model? You would think they would, but I think they sort of changed him a little bit, and it's strange. Vince had to, they, he made him buff him up. I guess. And speaking of buffing up, there's, it's funny because a couple times, like, Triple H has to, has to fight. And, like, one time he just grabs the front of his shirt, and it, it rips off, his suit rips off. Yeah. And he's in his gear. Like a it's stripper? It's funny. Yeah, exactly like that. It's fucking funny. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I guess Kevin Nash was in fucking Magic Mike and, you know, taught him how to do that. Mm -hmm. and then i think like one time he flexes and his fucking muscles explode the suit and it's pretty funny yeah um some of the music in it it's a little wonky too like undertaker will say something that undertaker would normally say and they underscore it with a weird musical cue that kind of makes it i mean you know how undertaker is yeah Undertaker's one of those characters that, like, when you're watching WWE, if you're a fan, it's awesome. But if you go outside of the fandom and you try to explain it to people, it sounds hokey. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of him. I understand that. I know it sounds hokey. But the musical cues they throw under this make it sound even more hokey. And it's not just, like, on Taker. They do it with quite a few characters. And it just doesn't work all that well. It just takes you out of it. Yeah. The opening song... And the opening animation, it's not as good as the last movie. That's not a big gripe. Um, let's see. There were quite a few mentions of the last movie of WrestleMania Mystery. Undertaker mentions it. Um, they call Shaggy and Scooby uh, Skinny Man and Dead Meat again. That was the name, that, the ring name they were given in the last movie. <laughs> Miz, who I can't fucking stand him, but he makes a few. He makes a reference to it because he's out at night jogging, listening to music, and he encounters the monster in this. And he mentions that it's not the first time he's been attacked by a monster at night while on a run. Because that's, that's how the last movie opened, was he's out running, listening to his entrance music, and a fucking ghost bear comes up and knocks him out of his clothes. <laughs> and he spends the rest of the movie crippled in a wheelchair. Oh, jeez. Which, I was fine with that, because like I said, I don't like him, so beat the shit out of him. Yay, I'm happy. Um, oh, like I said, Gold Dust, he's in the movie. And his brother, Cody Rhodes, I guess in WWE, again, I haven't been able to watch for quite a few years because we don't have cable. But I guess for a while, Cody had a run as Stardust. Right, Which yeah. was basically a Gold Dust ripoff. Mm-hmm. He's in the movie, too, as Stardust. Gold Dust and Stardust, I don't really see what purpose they serve. They're just kind of there as Seamus's tag team partner, or as his driving partners. I don't understand why. It seems like a weird fucking, let's just throw him in, them in with him. Why? Hmm. I don't know. Their dad's in the movie. Just do it. <laughs> I like Cody and Dust, or, uh, well, his name's Dustin, but Gold Dust. But I just don't see the reason why they were there. Oh, and my last point was, somehow, despite the weird puppet thing that they showed in the trailer with Undertaker, they actually make Taker work and make him work well. A few 
musical cues aside, like he uses a lot of the same phrases that he would use in his promos and shit. And at least for me, and again, I'm, I guess I'm not the best uh, sounding board for this for a general audience because I am a huge fan of him. But it really fucking works. Uh, like he says, rest in peace a couple times. And then one time after his first car gets destroyed or his first truck gets destroyed, mm-hmm. um, he says, rust in peace. It's <laughs> it's a cutesy thing that you would never fucking expect Taker to say, but it works. It really does. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. Overall, it's a really fucking good movie. If you like Scooby-Doo, if you like fucking WWE, check it out. Cool. So, yeah. As I said, my cousin gave us uh, some Target gift cards, and the Scooby-Doo movie is one of the things I got. One of the other things I got was Grand Theft Auto V, which that's pretty fucking amazing, too. Some of the music stations, or none of the music in music stations are all that memorable. You don't have, like, V-Rock like you did in... Uh, Vice City or uh, Liberty City Rock Radio in GTA 4, but overall it's a pretty good game. But in episode 15, I'll be doing another movie review. It's something else that we've actually talked about a few times, and I'm not going to boil my reaction to it, but uh, it's got one of my, it's one of my favorite fucking stories of all time, and it's, you know, clearly, since I always go back to that well, it's got one of my favorite characters of all time. In episode 15 of this very podcast, I'm going to be doing a review of Batman the Killing Joke. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's something there for you to look forward to. Okay, so I guess we're about ready to wrap up, right? Yep, it's that time again. Fuck this shit. Okay, now who's going first? Me or you or me? I'll go first again because I, I usually fuck it up, so yeah, I need you to <laughs> save me. Uh, all right, go ahead. My fuck this shit this week is piss all over the men's room floor. Oh, good God. The fuck is wrong with you fucking savages? How, how do you miss the urinal? You're fucking standing two inches from it. You're pissing directly into it. It's not even like yep. you're trying to piss into the toilet on the floor. And and your your aim's bad. How how could you how the fuck do you miss the goddamn thing? Your dick is basically inside of it. Yep. How the fuck do you piss all over the floor? You know, I actually thought about putting this down. Yeah. Fucking nasty. And you got no choice but to step in that shit. Uh-huh. Unless you want unless you want to just piss your pants. <laughs> you fucking walk in well, and see- it's like sticky stick 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 when you're walking on the floor. It's like yes. fucking gross, dude. And like doesn't the, it fucking disgust you like you get new shoes or something and you do it? And yes. You're like, my fucking brand new $100 shoes and I'm fucking walking in piss in them. Mm-hmm. Fucking assholes. And like, I could understand, you know, maybe you dribble or something. Sometimes you fucking start to piss and your piss stream bifurcates a little bit and sprays a little bit. Yeah, but come but on, not, dude. It looks like these fucking cocksuckers just go in like, ah, fuck it, and piss directly on the floor. Mm-hmm. Because you got fucking puddles in the corners and shit. Yeah, I've seen it, and it's fucking disgusting. Yep, it's, it ain't fucking right. I'll, I'll tell you, I wish you would bring a little bit more fire to it, but for once, I fucking... I 100% agree with you. Yep. You know? Because that shit is. It's fucking disgusting. You got any more to bring to that? No, that's probably it. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> but that's a good one. I, 
I have. I've thought about writing that fucking down, but it's like, eh, nah. There's just no fucking excuse so, for it, dude. Like, no. It's fucking nasty. You nasty. Like, like <laughs> I remember that time. I think you guys were on the way to Chicago uh, when you were recording. Just jumped to the end. And you're like, is that lady picking her nose? Ew, you fucking nasty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty bitch. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, it is. It's fucking disgusting. And it makes you wonder, like, do these cocksuckers do this shit at home? Probably. Ew. How could you not? I mean, if that's, if that's your fucking damage that you fucking... Well, I mean, there's some fucking ignorant cocksuckers that, you know, at home, they'll be, you know, normal and shit, but they go out in the world and they're like, fuck it, I ain't gotta clean it up, and they'll piss all over the place. <laughs> I've known people like that. Yep. <laughs> I had a friend, I had a friend one time, we were at Chesterfield Mall years yeah. and years ago. And I was taking a piss at the urinal, and he was in the stall next to me taking a piss because there was only one. It was only like a two holer. And yeah. uh, <laughs> the next thing I know is he's like whistling and going doo doo doo, and there's fucking piss going everywhere. And he's purposely like missing and pissing all over the floor and laughing like a fucking moron. And I'm like, dude, it's getting on my shoes. <laughs> That's what I thought you were gonna say. Is like he just pissed on your shoes. Yeah, and. And uh, and that was basically his reaction. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I don't got to clean it. Yeah, see, yeah, that's fucked up. But he was just doing it to be fucking funny. He wasn't. He wasn't yeah, necessarily he wasn't... being completely ignorant about it. He was doing it to to be fucking retarded. Try to get a laugh because somebody yeah. was there. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's different than just being an asshole and being like, I ain't got to clean it and pissing on the floor. Right. I mean, if your buddy's right there and you're trying to make him laugh, I mean, it's it's not a you don't get a pass. Yeah. And besides, we were like 19. Yeah. 2021, something like that. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, like I said, you don't get a pass for it. Yeah, and total degenerates. Yeah, you can understand it that way, but you don't get a pass. Fuck no, it's still yeah, No, I'm talking about a, a bathroom in a professional office building with degreed uh, professional, uh, you know, business wow. people. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, people? that is even worse, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Than just like a public place or something. Yeah, I'm not even talking just a public bathroom. I'm talking about bathrooms where I work. You want to know something fucked up? I, this just came to me. Talking about fucking disgusting assholes who are like, I ain't got to clean it. Um, Out there at Ameristar, uh, oh, we fuck. used to go out there. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just wait. We used to go out there, you know, like weekly. Mm -hmm. Going back like 10 years ago. And, like, me and my brother would hang out in the arcade. My dad would stay there with us sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's back when the arcade actually gave out prizes and shit. Mm -hmm. But there was this one old dude who worked there. And we were talking about some of the disgusting shit we've seen people do. Because, like, the cobblestone floors and shit there. You'll see people just walking through there and be like, <laughs> spit yeah. on the floor. And it's like, you fucking asshole. Yeah, you realize you're not really outside. Yeah, it's like, okay, it's gross outside, I spit outside, whatever. But you're literally in a fucking building, you fucking ignorant prick. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about that, and this old fucker, he's like, oh, pff, that ain't shit. And we're like, okay. He goes, you ever see these fucking young, stupid, drunk bitches walking through here? And I was like, yeah. He goes, I don't know how they fucking do it, but these I've, a few times, had to follow a couple of them because they'll be walking and shitting as they're walking gross and it's like are you fucking kidding me it's like nope swear to god and he goes there was one chick i got the call because the security guy seen it over the camera 
there was a chick hiding between two of the pillars. He goes, she had her panties around her ankle, mini skirt. He goes, she's just hunched up, taking a shit. Her and her friends are drunk off their asses and laughing. And I was like, because there's no bathrooms out there. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking ignorant people. Gross shit. Yeah. My, mine is more petty than yours. Yours is that that is like I said. I wish you'd bring more fire to it, but you're, that's a good one. That's an executable offense. It's a capital I crime. I agree. I agree. Chop them off at the head. Um, mine is far more petty, and now after that, I'm wondering if I'll have the fire. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I have faith. These giant fucking glasses, like aviator sunglasses and shit. <laughs> oh my fucking god, they drive me fucking nuts. And you want to know what really spurred this? Playing GTA 5, because every one of these fucking cocksuckers, you've got three characters you can play on the game. Every one of them's got a pair of fucking these aviator sunglasses, and it's like, <laughs> I can't stand these motherfuckers. You look like fucking Jackie O or Elton John with these fucking huge frames on your fucking face. It's like, what do you need these fucking things for? Get a regular pair of fucking glasses and quit being a dickhead, all right? <laughs> and you see these fucking... Especially, it's especially fucking broads on Twitter and shit. Like, they think they're, ooh, they're so cute because they got these fucking giant frames. They look like fucking bugs. Fucking big <laughs> lips, big fucking frames. With fucking, fucking drive me goddamn crazy. I can't stand these fucking aviator sunglasses and fucking giant frames. It's like we're in the fucking 70s. My grandma's got glasses like these fucking things. Well, she did when she was alive. She's fucking dead now. But still, fucking cut it the fuck out, will you please? Fuck this shit. See, I knew you had it in you. I've always got it. Now I gotta find the fucking page with the goddamn links. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I've got to do this real quick because I promised it. Okay. I don't know if you saw I posted the twi- uh, trivia question. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's because I was cutting the swear reel for... I started cutting the swear reel for episode six, or the swear reels for episode mm-hmm. six. And that was, episode six was the one where I put the first swear reel, or I cut the first swear reel and put, you put it on the episode. And okay. whether it's the, counting the swear reel or counting, like, after the hay gang, yeah. both times you're the first person that swears. Yes. And I was like, huh, I bet people wouldn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> so I posted um, a tweet uh, and hashtagged it NerdBlitzTrivia, and I asked people if they knew... Who the first person to swear without re-listening was on episode six. Um, only one person got it right. We only had two people answer, but only one person got it right. <laughs> it was groupie. Exactly. So yep. I promised a shout out for whoever could get it right. And at T-E-S-D groupie is the only person who got it right. Ooh. I wish I could say, hey, you're getting a button or hey, you're getting something special in the mail. But no, we... I'm sorry, we don't have nothing fun. All we, all you get is us saying, "Hey, at T E S D Groupie, you got the trivia question right." Yay! Yay. <laughs> Hooray! Which I think we've said it before, but goddamn, isn't she awesome? Pretty awesome. Gotta love that fucking lady. I especially like seeing her pictures from around Spain, where she's walking around with us on her phone. Yes, yes. We said we were going to talk about that. We should real quick. Do you find that as fucking amazing as I do? It's pretty awesome, especially when she goes someplace really fucked up, like uh, 
like yesterday she posted she was outside some kind of castle or something. Yeah. It was like, holy shit. She goes to these <laughs> fucking places that are huge and opulent, and it's like, it's oh fucking, my God. The fucking plaque, did you read the plaque on the side of the building? It said something, no, something, it, it 15, was... 1527. Yeah, no, I couldn't <laughs> I was like, holy it, fucking but... shit. I know, though. Yeah, because all the places that she does that at, whether she's holding up one of the cards we sent her or she's holding up her fucking listening device, it's just like, this is fucking awesome, man. Yeah, it's almost like I'm there. Well. That, that kind of counts as world traveling, right? I mean, I hope so. That way I can say I've been somewhere because I'll tell you what, my fat ass ain't getting on a plane. <laughs> I'm too much of a pussy. I ain't getting on a plane. So, ah, it's not that bad. I don't really want I don't, I don't like flying either, but. You know what? I've actually I, never, I've never actually flown for enjoyment. I mean, I've only ever flown for business. So I bet if I was well, going yeah. someplace, if I was going someplace fun, I'd probably yeah. be way more into it. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that has a lot to do with my I don't like to fly because usually I've been forced to fly. I like I said I'm just a pussy. That scares the shit out of me. I'm I'm the dude that's like I'd be afraid we you know we'd take off and then all of a sudden the engines would stall and we'd crash into a fucking mountain. Mm. Like I told you we shouldn't fly anywhere. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Pretty unlikely, but Oh, and I I know the odds of it happening are just fucking astronomical that it wouldn't happen. Yeah, but if it but can I happen, it's going to happen to me. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Groupie, it's really fucking cool. Every week when, or every episode we drop when she does that, it's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Because <laughs> there's just something about knowing that there's people that, one, that we don't know personally, and two, that are in different fucking countries that are listening to this. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it just tickles my fancy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, anywho, let's do our wrap-up, our thank yous. Yep. First thank you goes to at Sherry says on Twitter. She uh, did our logo for us. We've been doing this six months now. I still fucking love that logo. Somebody actually has it on a shirt now and is wearing it. We saw pictures yes, of that. Um, oh, fuck. It's Jason. I can't remember his at. At Jason Gross. Yeah. Is, is there an underscore in there? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think it's at Jason underscore, underscore Gross. We gave him a shout-out before, and I spelled it out. Go listen yeah, to that episode. It's G-R-O-C-E. Yeah. He's a really fucking cool dude, clearly. Yeah. Looks good in that shirt. Yeah. That shirt looks surprisingly good, actually. I was afraid it would turn out like shit. Yeah, because I heard a couple reports that our old service, I'm not saying their name anymore because fuck them, they fucked us, so fuck them. Yeah. I heard reports that uh, the quality on those wasn't all that great. Oh, really? Yeah, because one person, I think maybe one or two people bought shirts, I don't remember. And then I've heard from people who said they've bought shit through Cafe Press, and they were just like, it's not that great. Hmm. But we'll whore that in a minute. At Sherry says she did our logo. I think I said in one of the other episodes, it's simple, but it's fucking so goddamn effective. And I think you told me, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be so complicated. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So uh, her links to support her is uh, youtube.com slash Sherry Archinoff, S-H-A-S-H-A-R-I-A-R-C-H-I-N-O-F. And then if you're into the Instagram, instagram.com slash Sherry Says. And then I mentioned it on the episode of Book Club we recorded today. 
which you're not going to hear for like six months because we've got 20 of them banked or 12 of them banked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goddamn. That's funny to me. She's got a site in her uh, bio, the sh- thebestsherry.com. I don't know if it's just a joke or not, but I saw it. I thought it was funny, so I figured, hey, let's tell people about it. So go click that. It's pretty funny. And then our other thank you goes to at the J Sarge. He's the fucking genius who did our our entrance music. He's the Jim Johnson of this motherfucker. That's the dude that does all the WWE music. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can check out his uh, site jsargemusic.blogspot.com which I believe that's a hub for all the shit he does it'll get you to where you need to go for everything else and his everything else is remedialm-theory.bandcamp.com irvingsbasement.bandcamp.com that's his band with at memeum Steve Dave both of those dudes are really good and then uh, his podcast which is Jeff that's Jeff with one F knowsnothing.blogspot.com you can find it on SoundCloud too and now for our shit we're members of the High Altitude Podcast Network which you can find at highaltpod.net we're available to be downloaded, listened to rated, reviewed all that fucking shit on iTunes we're on Google Play, Stitcher TuneIn Radio and of course find us at nerdblitz.com um you can buy Merch, as Fitz said, at redbubble.com. That's redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitz slash shop. We've got the show logo that Sherry did. We've got my catchphrase shirts with my catchphrase on them. Anywho. And then there's um, shirts for his other podcast, which... Give those links. It's just jumped to the end, so it's uh, JJ2N.com and at JJ2N on Twitter. Okay. Um, yeah, so you can get our logo, his other pod logo, and the Anywho shirts at Redbubble. My other sites are TSDJproductions.wordpress.com. It hasn't been updated lately because my phone's fucked up. I'm hoping to be able to update it soon. Um, buy the camping trip. TSDJaproductions.bandcamp.com. $5, you get three and a half hours of content. Subscribe to us on YouTube. There's all kinds of fucking cool shit there. Swear reels. A compilation of... At least one compilation of Doom's Joke Corner is up there right now. I'm hoping to get more of those up there. Uh, You've got B-roll for episode 10. We're trying to get all of our episodes up there. Um... All kinds of shit. I'm hoping to some at some point get short mini episodes put up there so it's exclusive for YouTube. So make sure you don't miss that by subscribing and find it by searching Nerd Blitz on YouTube. Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah, because come on, it's more cool free shit. Do it. Um, what else? The hub for all of my shit can be found on Twitter at TSDJ Production. I'm at the Scooby Doom. You're... At Fitzman73. And you can follow all of this fucking nonsense that we're saying at, at NerdBlitzPod on Twitter. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Mm-mm. Was that a uh-uh? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
That sounded grumpy. Uh, uh, I don't think so. I'm so sleepy. Me too, but fuck. Well, come on, set me up. Bye. Hey there. Come back next time. Our sanity depends on it. <laughs> Make your peeps and poos. <laughs> so, I see you received the free ticket I sent you. I'm glad. I did so want you to be here. You see, it doesn't matter if you catch me and send me back to the asylum. Gordon's been driven mad. I've proved my point. I've demonstrated there's no difference between me and everyone else. All it takes is one bad day to reduce the sanest man alive to lunacy. That's how far the world is from where I am. Just one bad day. You had a bad day once, am I right? I know I am. I can tell. You had a bad day and everything changed. Why else would you dress up like a flying rat? You had a bad day and it drove you as crazy as everybody else. Only you won't admit it. You have to keep pretending that life makes sense. That there's some point to all this struggling. God, you make me want to puke! I mean, what is it with you? What made you what you are? Girlfriend killed by the mob, maybe? Brother carved up by some mugger? Something like that, I bet. Something like that. Something like that happened to me, you know? I... I'm not exactly sure what it was. Sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes another. If I'm going to have a past, I prefer multiple choice. <laughs> but my point is, my point is, I went crazy. When I saw what a black awful joke the world was, I went as crazy as a coot. I admit it, why can't you? I mean, you're not unintelligent. You must see the reality of this situation. Do you know how many times we've come close to World War III over a flock of geese on a computer screen? Do you know what triggered the last World War? An argument over how many telegraph poles Germany owed its war debt creditors. Telegraph poles! <laughs> it's all a joke! Everything anybody ever valued or struggled for, it's all a monstrous, demented gag. So why can't you see the funny side? Why aren't you laughing? This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions. Hey there, muscle on. Ooh.